Mammoth. Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul PC Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCaw Mac. <laughs> you know, Paul, if Ashton Kutcher couldn't pull off a Steve Jobs biopic, what chance do uh, Aaron Sorkin, Danny Boyle and Michael Fassbender have? With the power of those three, you've got a perfect cube. Well, someone who loved perfect cubes is the subject of today's movie, which is... Steve Jobs. I uh, actually watched this film uh, having forgotten that Danny Boyle was the director. Did you feel a steady hand? Yeah, also I thought that was good direction. Um, <laughs> what you do in the privacy of your own <laughs> cinema is, is no, no business of ours. Um, uh, lots of popcorn. You know, I was, <laughs> I was looking forward to this one. Salt, you know, it gets into the... I was looking forward to this one with the knowledge that it had already opened in the US mm-hmm. and the US people were not uh, taken with it. Really? Like it, it, it had not sort of, that. it had not caught on. I don't know if it was that it hadn't done business or that people, and they, well, let's talk about the ending later on. Hasn't it gotten a whole lot of like golden, golden gobbies and, and, and Oscars and stuff? Once <laughs> <laughs> again, Paul, what you do in the privacy of golden your own globes, is that, uh, I yeah. think we should start calling them golden gobbies. Gobby sounds Isn't delicious. That, that's a- it sounds like a Willy Wonka <laughs> product. I like it. Sure. Um, but yeah, well, in any case, it hasn't been considered a, a rip-roaring success. So huh. you, you, I come into the movie and I'm like, oh, am I hesitant? You know, is, is this t- tarnished goods, yeah. whatever you'd call it? And, and perhaps because of that, I had maybe lower expectations. Maybe mm. I was, I was curious. Maybe it was like lower expectations, heightened curiosity. Okay. But I loved this movie. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I really, I really, really liked it as well. I was like very engaged. Like uh, maybe in the first like twenty minutes, whatever. It was like all this tech jargon and stuff, yeah. but like palatable tech jargon because I didn't actually know what they were talking about. But like I could follow it, and I was like, yeah, I want this. There's something that was so you know superficial about it in terms of you feel like you're only just scratching the surface, and yet. You know, it feels like it really deep cuts mm. as well. Mm. Like, you, you, it's basically three, you know, single days in this guy's life. Yeah. And, and, and of those days, we only see a couple, you know, hour, like less than an hour in each case, yeah, would like you say? Yeah, 40 minutes, basically. And well, let's get into it then. Let's get into let's it. Let's talk about the movie in depth. There's going to be spoilers. There is. But the best way for there to be no spoilers... Is if you've seen the movie... Or you just know Steve Jobs' life quite intimately already. I, I, I don't even know if it's real. That's the thing know, yeah. watching it. I'm like, well, there's the thing, is that you'd have to imagine all of those things didn't actually happen. Yeah. Like, there's a very eventful fucking 40 minutes leading up to a launch of huge products. Like, he says at one point, it's like, before each and every one of these things, it's like everyone goes to the bar and gets drunk and then decides <laughs> that they want to tell me how they feel, which yeah. is just a perfect summation for this. It felt very theatrical. It felt almost like a theatre, you know, I think play. it was the long scenes that probably did that. Yeah. It was like like the long... There's a thing, I don't know if you would... Or you'd call within the, within the, like, the, the each 
like each was an act, obviously. Yes, yes. That's the thing when you think about it. I actually went in thinking that it was five product launches for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, they're taking a while on these first few. And then it like ends and I was like, but what, what happened to the... I thought it ended with the iPod. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, I... Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, like the, within each act that you would say each scene is like split up, like when they go from room to room. I don't know how you... But... Yeah. Um, uh, but even those are quite long, and they're effectively, you know, they're just conversations, which I guess, like, what movie isn't? Well, lots of movies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But this is just lots of conversations. But, but it's... I don't know what it is about Aaron Sorkin. He writes words down, and they feel like bigger words. Yeah. And they're normal words. But he does, like, the conversations that happen in this movie mm. feel... So, like, number one, it's Spitfire. Like, yeah. it's it's these relationships that these people have. And in, at one stage, it was really weird. I felt it was weird mm. when he's, he turns to the Kate Winslet character and he's like, how come we never slept together? Mm. And I was like, and I, I don't know if that's for the audience. Mm. I don't know if that's to say to the audience, you probably get a sense that we are intimate because we are so close. But I just want to spell it out that, you know, we've never slept, as well as adding to Steve Jobs' character of, like, yeah. that's how cavalier that he... It was an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, was that- it before or after that she refers to herself as his, like, work wife? That's yeah. during the next one, I think. Yeah. The Black Cube, that's the middle one, because it's because she's like, what's your plan here? Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, like, I think it's, like, it's weird because you walk out of it going, oh, I kind of would have liked to have gotten, like, the whole story. And then you go, oh, wait, no, you told us, like, effectively, you told us the whole Steve Jobs story through these. And it's yeah. kind of that brain melting thing where it's like, not brain melting, brain melting, I would say. Where I'm like, at first I'm like, oh, God, there's so, three amazing product launches. There's so much happened. And it's so, like, how convenient that we got those stories out of Because, I mean, you know, and all that stuff could have not happened then. Yeah. And then you go, oh, wait, no. <laughs> but- <laughs> You've just represented them in those scenes. It didn't all happen at once. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and what I found interesting was the professional life and the personal life, like the first um, product launch, and, and he has in his mind, he's already at the third product launch, right? Because yeah. he's all like, this is how it's supposed to be. And then it turns out that's not, how it is at all right. like the product doesn't sell it isn't what he he'd hoped for um he's been kind of a dick to everyone you know to especially to little lisa mm. and it's kind of like but he's already in the he's sort of frustrated that he's not at the future yet and then the third product launch happens and it's kind of like you know kate wins it's like oh by the way no one wanted to tell you but everything you wanted has come true congratulations <laughs> And and that's when he's like, uh, it's kind of this, you know, reaction of like, oh, we're finally here. Thank God. Like, he knew the whole time that he was going to be yeah. here. Well, yeah, it's it's uh, this vindication that he yeah. kind of uh, gets, which, like, the film, I guess, yeah, leads you to quite, str- like, quite strongly. Like, I'm sure many other people would have still reads on Steve Jobs' life that was not that. Yeah. Like, that's a lens being put over by the film. Absolutely. Um. But it's interesting because as well, because you're like, oh, such an unorthodox approach to a film to have it split up in these three, like, events and it would go for so long. And then you realise, you're like, no, it, like, perfectly is, like, the three acts of a movie. It's got yeah. the beginning, middle, and the end. Like, the beginning, 
where you've got him in a pretty happy place, but then everything goes to shit. The middle where he's floundering, oh, maybe there's a way out of this. And then the end where like everything comes good. And you go, oh, this was like perfectly structured. This is like... Yeah, the, oh, that's, this, in, that's, yeah. that's an interesting take. I like that. Because as well, what it sort of happens to me is that he waits until the very end of the movie. And, and it kind of feels like this character, as presented to us, is a guy that can do the right thing, but waits to do the right thing. Like, he mm. has all these arguments with the Catherine Waterston character where she's all like, you're going to give me money? And he's like, screw you. And then five minutes later, he's like, and the money will be wired to your account. <laughs> yeah, you know? like he wants like, to have the fight first. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then yeah. like the 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 two things that kind of strike me um, with the relationship with the daughter at the end is number one he he sees her face to face and she's so much older and and that hits you harder because you've skipped from these you know singular days mm. like we don't see her grow up we see her young and then we see her old yeah and and that's just happened off screen. Which is kind of cool because it's like, that's kind of how it happens if your head is in your work. You miss these things. Yeah. Wow. But And also, it probably is a really good way of... I mean, you, the, the Steve Jobs visage that we know, you don't see that until the iMac uh, presentation, the launch. And also, it's like, she Lisa's um, growth and the fact that she's so much older is also a really good way of showing time passing. Because, yeah. like, everyone else has changed a little bit. Yeah. She's changed a lot. And then you go, holy shit. Because, like, considering he was, like, at the next Black Cube, like, he was down and out, like, a huge financial loss, all that sort of thing. And then, yeah, got became CEO and, and Apple saved Apple, blah, blah, blah. But that is a huge amount of time. Like, it wasn't like a three-year turnover. It's like, sold it, became CEO, saved Apple. Like, yeah. we see that's, like, 10 or 12 years or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Like, it's a long time. And so, it's a really good way of showing, like, oh, like, even back then when he had the plan, halfway through the movie, like, just in pure time of year, like, the years that he had to slog through, it's a long time to get back to that, like, yeah. saviour moment, the the vindication. And, it kind of, it, like, it presents this character as kind of like he knows and we, the audience, know that he will end up okay. Yeah. Like, he'll end up doing a pretty good job of things. But if he didn't do... Like, if that third product launch goes to shit, like, that character is a terrible character. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like, mean? Like, fool me once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As, as well, like, there is no reason why he couldn't be that decent to his daughter Earlier in the movie, <laughs> yeah. Which- well, like the when when she's like, "Why did you lie about naming the computer after me?" And he says, "I don't know." And you're yeah. like, "I wait, we're at the end of the film. Yeah, Why don't you have an yeah, answer for me?" You should know. You should probably know that. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, make Steve Jobs have known what the yeah. answer was <laughs> to that question. Yeah, like what? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, so you're a dick. You're just saying yeah, you're a dick. Like yeah. why? It's also weird talking about this considering he's... It's, it's, I keep forgetting, like, oh, like, Steve Jobs isn't around anymore. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. This biopic biopic that's, like, come out, what, only a few years? I mean, it's been, what, four years or something? I don't even know. And, it, it, uh, yeah, it's he's such an interesting figure. Like, you mm. say Steve Jobs and everyone already has the, this tangle of, um, you know, they know what the Steve Jobs story is. There's this guy, visionary, did great things because he looked at 
things, you know, in a way that was different to everyone else. Mm. Uh, also a bit of a dick. <laughs> like, just... Ima- and, and it's so interesting at the start of the movie, I think you're more generous on Steve Jobs than, you know, the end of the movie, it turns out. Like, like when he says we didn't, you know, it's just a coincidence we didn't name mm. the, the computer after you. You're like, that's a dickish move. But I can understand, I guess, a little bit because you're you're a bit of a dick. It's kind of like substitute, like autism for dick. <laughs> it's like you've got a bit of dick in you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, he's on the dick spectrum. <laughs> he's on the dick spectrum, exactly. <laughs> the dick drum. And and then when you get to the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh no, that wasn't me being a dick. I just don't know why I said that." <laughs> you're like, "That's even dickier." Yeah, that's like you've just worse. jumped up on the scale. Like, you did this incredibly sweet thing and then denied. Yeah. I, oh, also, there was a little thing that was like, because of the, so it kept saying, was it 94.1%? That was the paternity test, which I'm really curious now about paternity tests accuracy. Like, mm. whether that, it was like, never really, I don't think they spelled it out because it was like, the judge maybe said that then he is the father, but he disputed it because 94. I don't know how that works with the 5.9%. And then he supposedly created an algorithm that out of that 5.9%, that represents somehow 28% of men in, in America. And then <laughs> it was it, what I, I got excited by when Lisa's like, I went I got, went to like Harvard scientists to like reverse engineer that algorithm. Yeah. But she didn't say whether they managed to do it or not. Yeah. Well, as far as well, I can tell, or was she saying that they couldn't? Uh, um, that was how I took it. Okay. I took it that it's like you, you basically played this figure as, as uh, this incredible discovery that you are capable, uh, you as a genius are capable of arriving at this figure and no one else can. And I've looked into that figure and it turns out you're full of shit kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about that. And I was like, oh, that's that's really clever. Like, yeah, 28 out of... And then I was thinking about it in the movie. Going, no, it's, it's 5.9, isn't it? And then 5.9, but only of... Like white man in America, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Bad algorithm, which is actually ironic, given now because like there's the whole Steve Wozniak scene. We can see talk about Steve Wozniak now because like uh, when he's like, you don't code, you don't like yeah, build, yeah. blah blah blah. Like, what do you do? I play the orchestra. Um, but it's funny given that's like you don't code, and then he's like, I've got this algorithm. I was like, no, you're not. You're not the guy yeah, that does yeah. the algorithms. <laughs> yeah, you know what I love about him? There's this great kind of the the two opposing forces of like, um, the the consumer doesn't know what they want, hmm. so we're gonna just give them what they need. Which is so funny, given if you think about recent, like like the iPhone and the iPad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when you think of you're like, oh my god, that's what he's been doing this whole time. Like, no one was like, wow, there's no good iPads out. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. no good tablets. Or, like, you know, whatever it's been. It's like, oh, God, why isn't there good, a good a watch on the market? They went, yeah. nah, fuck you, here's a watch. Buy yeah, it. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, uh, like, on that side, it's like, you, you, we're not going to give you what you're asking for. We're going to give you, you know, what you're going to get yeah. kind of thing. But on the other side of it, it's like this, he as a person is like, where's my choice? I want the choice. You, you know what I mean? So mm. it's like, I won't give consumers their choice. I'll give them my choice. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I love the kind of incidental Aaron Sorkinisms of like, 
professional people, especially in that time frame uh, of like, you know, this is before the internet, this is before Google something and and order it and it arrives, you know, via post, um, where he's like, I need this shirt. And it's exactly this kind of shirt Mm. because a floppy disk fits in the pocket. Mm. And it's like, well, we can't get that for you at this time of night. Stores, physical locations close and, you know... It's, well, yeah, in the morning because it's, oh, it's, it's the like morning. 9 a.m. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and he's like, go out to the crowd and find a person with this shirt, the exact shirt, and buy it off them and I'm going to buy it off them with a computer. They're going to get a computer out of this shirt deal, which is kind and of my like... my shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like, I just that kind of... I, I assume that kind of stuff happened. Yeah, well, I, I reckon at some point there would have been the holy shit, the floppy. But, like, that was, that was actually probably the least believable part for me was the moment when he went, oh, floppy disks fit in breast pockets. I'm like, you, you knew that. Yeah, you knew, obviously. You knew yeah. that before. Unless, right he's, then. unless he's just that much of a, I don't understand computers, I just know what I want. I think Steve Jobs is one of the doctors. The doctors? <laughs> like in Doctor Who. If you think oh, about yeah, like the yeah. Doctor Who's doctors, he's like, mm, I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah, I'm missing something. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, a, a, like you need a, a, you know what? It fits right in the pocket. I need well, this kind of shirt. Yeah. And a big scarf. <laughs> and fish fingers oh my God, and custard. I think Steve Jobs is in the, Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah, Steve Wozniak. Uh, do you reckon it was like, mm, Seth Rogen or Zach Galifianakis? Someone with a beard. Comedy carriage. Comedy <laughs> yeah. performer with a beard. Like, because I feel like uh, I was getting, like, Zach Galifianakis in Birdman vibes. Like, especially when he, like, knocks on the door the first time. Oh, okay, yeah. It's yeah. a similar... I don't know. Just it's com- I, comedy man with a beard knocking on a door before a show. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> I, Seth Rogen was perfect. Oh, he was so good. Perfect casting for me because he was the, the exact two sides of the coin, which is, hello, how are you today? Thank you, sir, for seeing me. And it's this polite kind of facade. Mm. And you know that behind the facade, and, and it's not like a nasty thing in this character. This character is like just the world's, like he, he's going into bat for the Apple II team. Yeah. So, but you know that behind the facade of, you know, I'm very polite and thank you. I hope you have n- nice weather where you're going and everything's great for you and I wish you nothing but mm. love and peace. And, ha- and you know behind that is like, you know, you you got to do the right thing, and I'm so angry and hurt at mm. you for not doing the right thing. I thought it was so funny that kept recurring throughout, and then also, like, the whole time it was like, I was like, I don't know what the Apple II is. Yeah, <laughs> like, you yeah. figure out from the movie content, like, they explain, basically explain what the Apple II is. But it's funny because you're like, well, I've heard of the Mac. I've heard I've- of the iMac. Never heard of the Apple II. I always assumed I knew what the Apple II was, but I think what I'm thinking of is the Mac. Because <laughs> I think our school got a Mac for free. Like, there was some thing that happened in Australia where it was like, if you shop at a supermarket enough and there are enough dockets, like, the parents had to give the dockets to the school. Right. And then an- enough of those dockets would, would equal one computer. Mm. And it was like one computer for the whole school. Like, that's what computers were back in those days. It was like computers were a big deal. Yeah. And you would have like maybe five minutes on the computer, you know, because it would have to be shared around the entire school. Yeah. So- I vaguely remember maybe using a Mac. That would have been in like 95, 96. So iMac was 98, right? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember so iMac was a big explosion. Yeah, I can't remember now whether I used an iMac or a Mac. That's weird. I remember yeah. playing, it was a game called Granny's Garden. <laughs> and it was like, I, I was doing it and it was like in school. And it was like, why is this considered education? I don't know, but I played it. And it was kind of, the kind of thing of like, your five minutes are up. So I would never get to finish that game until years later I'd find an emulator and play it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was like, it was nightmarish because it was like one of those, you go into the room and there is like, you know, a stick and a broom. And it's like, do you want to pick up the stick? Why? And, and like, if you chose the wrong option, it would say, the witch is coming. And you go, what witch? What happened? Where am I? And then the witch would send you back to the start of the game. And you're like, witch, you don't understand. I've only got five minutes on this Mac. Thank God for the Mac. Yeah, these are all the things that came into our lives because uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Granny's Flat. Granny's we, Garden, thank Granny's, you very oh, much. Sorry, was, Granny's Flat, I think, would be a funny name for it. That would be that would be a different game, <laughs> I feel. I always think, like, with the, when he's like, my plan is to launch this really expensive black cube. Yeah, it's yeah. It's going to lose lots of money, but I'll write this one piece of software. Well, I won't write it. This guy that I hired, and he'll just definitely write the right... Th- and I was kind of like, that's a leap. Yeah. Like, that you've got a software programmer that you've... I'm assuming of employed, and you've like found the best software programmer in the world. And it's like, are you going to tell him how to write the best OS yeah, that yeah. Apple definitely needs to buy? That that felt like a huge leap. And hearing you say it out loud now, yeah, I see the logic of going from there to like phones and and tablets today. There are these incremental upgrades, mm. and you kind of say you could have released iPhone 1 and it have all these things on it, mm. right? But as well, like, what you need is, like, iPhone 1 that's got, like, nothing on it, but it's got, you know, it does what it does. Like, mm. I remember that first iPhone did... They build it as, like, a phone, uh, a computer, and an internet communications device. You know the new first iPhone didn't have apps? Yeah, yeah, because the App Store is, like... It was like when did th- that I come think in? from 3G. So Australian 3G. consumers always had apps, I think. Yeah. But there was like web apps. It was always web apps. Yeah, cuz well, they were originally running it off of the, you know, the Mac OS, weren't they? Uh, and it was like a I don't even We uh, need Steve Jobs too. Oh my god, they could just make Steve Jobs too. That, but that's yeah. the thing. So the thing I was like, "Oh, would it be like cool to see like the launches of the products that we're really familiar with today?" Yeah. But the problem is by the time the movie ends, Steve Jobs is a hero and everything's a hit. Boring movie. Hearing Danny Boyle talk about it, and I think he was like... And and you do... I am watching the movie, and I am hungry for it. And I knew I would be, even before I walked into the movie, that they show you everything that happens before the product launch, and then they don't actually show you the product launch. And Danny Boyle was saying, but you can go on YouTube and watch those launches. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and it's true. But you get a taste of it with, I think, is it the iMac? It opens up on him rehearsing the iMac launch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe someone one day will do a, a like a, a, ha- a hack, uh, a, like an edit yeah. of the movies. Which, which... Where it, like it, it started, you could watch the scenes going up to, and then it cuts to the actual launches. Which I like. Of course, he had to rehearse those things. But you, you, there's a muscle in you that's like, well, I've never seen a rehearsal, so maybe he just does it off the top of <laughs> yeah. his head. 
kind of thing. Was he really rehearsing it? Also, like, like rehearsing it 12 minutes up to... I feel like this is really nitpicky, but... I feel like they could have got the time calls in this movie better. Like, they'd be like six minutes, and then 20 minutes later, they'd be like, you've got one minute, and then five <laughs> yeah. minutes later, they're like, we've really got to go. Oh, he started on time. I'm like, no, that's not... <laughs> like, you can see on the script how long it will take to get through this movie. Like, you yeah. could be vaguely more correct. Yep. Like, conversations... It doesn't make any sense, because it's a flowing conversation. There's no way it took less time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Than what is presented on screen. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't really add Unless it's that. like basically the real conversation in real life was actually much shorter, but when you translate it into Aaron Sorkin text <laughs> and, and or like in Steve Jobs language, they're just talking leaks leak leak leet speak at each other. Yeah. And Aaron Sorkin is like, I'm going to put this in. <laughs> like, so it's like you bypass normal English and go straight into Sorkinese. <laughs> That's, so that explains a lot, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, my, Michael, is it Stuhlbarg? Something like that. My, S-T-U-H-L, I think. And he's fast becoming, Stuhl- I, I say fast Stuhlbarg. becoming, like he's he's right up there now. Like one of my favourite actors. It, seeing him in a thing straight away makes me say, I'm so happy I'm watching this thing. He, I'm looking at his IMDb photo right now. Yeah. He's a svelte mother flipper, all right? Oh, yeah. He's a chameleon. So, like, he must have put on some weight for this movie. And if you've seen Men in Black 3 more than once, which is like, why would you go past that, you know, incredible opening sequence with Jermaine Clement? It's kind of like you get to the end of that opening sequence and you're like, I don't even need to watch the rest of the movie. But you have to for Michael Stuhlbarg, who is in that as the, he's the alien who sees all possible futures. Mm. And he's like, oh, in, you know, the next 30 seconds, the door's going to open and, and Agent J's going to come through. Unless this is the reality where, you know, the the, the <laughs> butterfly lands on the wall, in which case. And he, he does that role so perfectly. I think that could be the first thing I saw him in without realizing that it was him. Like you watch it, yeah. you watch Men in Black Three, and, and you know later on you're like, "Oh, it's that guy." Mm. Um, but he just the humor of it, as well as like the beauty and tragedy of it. Like, like you do get a sense that every time he says "Oh dear," you're like, "Oh, this is a genuine <laughs> "Oh dear." Um, I wonder whether, like, did he actually put on weight throughout the film as well, or if I don't know how much of that was like. Enhanced with, you know, trickery. Yeah. Uh, trickery. But, like, I feel like they even, like, they aged him quite, like, sadly <laughs> through, <laughs> through the film. Like, it was yeah. like, he was kind of like tech nerdy guy and then a bit older and a bit fatter and then a bit older and a bit fatter again. And it was like, but also, like, clearly with a lot of money. It's like, yeah, I, pay, I wrote a yeah. check for 25 grand. I'm like, yeah, he's doing fine. Oh, that made me so happy. And, and like... If it, just I can't words. I don't even know the real life equivalent guy. I just know Michael Stuhlbarg is paying for your college education. That makes me so happy. <laughs> and and there's there's just like a you're so used to seeing that kind of plot in a movie where it's like yeah I paid for the education and Steve Jobs is like I'll pay you back and it's like I don't want your money Steve. But it's this kind of unspoken thing of, like, Steve Jobs saying, I'll have the money wired to you later on today. And he's like, yeah, I know you will. Like, like it's just like that. Yeah. this must happen so frequently in Steve Jobs' life where he's mm. like, 
yeah, you you covered me, but I'm going to have, you know, I can't accept you paying for me. I'm going to pay you back. Oh, like the last 300 times that you've paid me back when I've covered your ass. Kind so I think it's actually an interesting maybe allegory or something for the fact that he's like, um, oh, I was going to pay it. And Andy's like, no, 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 you need to pay it now because yeah, she like, yeah. needs to go to uni now. And he's like, no, it'll happen, which is kind of like his like whole technology thing of like, no, we're going to do the thing. And they're like, no, 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 yes. like the real world is happening. Yes. This reality distortion thing, like- you have best of intentions, well, in most cases, oh, but real damn. shit, and the rest of us have to make sure that the real shit happens. Oh, that's the picture. Yes, that absolutely. And it's so interesting. This movie paints that picture in such a way that you don't know the picture is being painted. Mm. It's like a Mr. Squiggle where it's like the movie's finished and you go, is that it movie? And it's like, oh, but turn it upside <laughs> down. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, it's a man's life. Um, Kate Winslet. Okay, I didn't realize she was like putting on an accent. Kind of this maybe. Yeah, maybe it was a bit very subtle. Yeah, until Hila was like, "You're used to an European," and then I was like, "Well, um, oh, maybe she's descended from." And then it wasn't. I think it wasn't until like the second launch that I was like, "Oh, she's got an accent." The first yeah. launch, it was like not there. That I don't know. I just didn't notice it. Yeah, maybe she was still in short words and sentences. Maybe interesting. Uh, also, because we've uh, the dressmaker we did on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Nailed the Australian accent. Now the, she has this Eastern European accent. She does she's a bit good of a voice. chameleon. She, yeah, she's a vocal Michael Stuhlberg. <laughs> uh, and then I'm assuming Andy Sorkin, uh, Aaron Sorkin, rather. Is, <laughs> I uh, call him Andy. Andy. It's probably his brother. I don't know. Aaron Sorkin, probably a producer on this, because like, why else is Jeff Daniels in this film? Oh my gosh! Can we talk about Jeff Daniels? Because like this the is newsroom a... connection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what are you saying? Why else would you cast Jeff Daniels? No, in I'm your movie? saying it's not a credible co- character actor, Jeff Daniels. I'm saying it's not a coincidence, right? Yeah, that an Aaron Sorkin penned movie. Well, it's, stars. Yeah. I think they were like, "Who's really good at delivering lines written by Aaron Sorkin?" Exactly. Jeff Daniels. Um, and uh, again, this is the kind of character that you see. Did in... I say West Wing or Newsroom? I said Newsroom. You said Newsroom. Okay, that's fine. yeah. Um, this is the kind of character you you're so used to seeing as a stereotype in all these kinds of movies. Um, but the great scene for me is like as Steve Jobs is walking out, and he's like, "Imagine the stuff we could have done together." And he walks out, and Jeff Daniels says. Oh, imagine the stuff. Like, it occurs to him as Steve Jobs is walking out, which is great because it's like a- any other movie character is like, you know, screw you, Steve, I gave you everything, you know, and you're a dick. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like all of these characters in the movie can see the end of the movie and they know where everything's headed. Mm. And he gets that, like, he and Steve working together would have been, you know, and it's almost like the movie itself saying... This would have been a, an even awesomer, you know. The, the, it could it could have led to even more awesome things, mm. and it didn't. It's a shame that it didn't. But because you, you see him earlier in the movie with a Newton, the Jeff Daniels character Scully, mm. <laughs> I, Scully is foremost in my mind, you know. Uh, but he's um, he's with you just, a. Did you recently watch Monsters Inc. or ex- exactly? Yeah, that's, that's Sully, isn't it? Yeah, that wouldn't explain it at all, would it? No. <laughs> no. Anyway, so I've watched Monsters, Inc. and I got the <laughs> name wrong. <laughs> but uh, Scully is, is, is uh, you know, male Scully, is <laughs> um, he's working with his Newton. 
And the picture is kind of presented as this guy does not know what he's doing. Like, he's selling this product that everyone hates, and he's like, yeah, we all love Newtons, don't we? And I love that they play that Simpsons clip as well, which is just a perfect sort of (laughs) snapshot of the zeitgeist of, like, you know, Newton is such a joke that even Simpsons are going after it. And then when you see his very last line, which is, oh, imagine what we could have done together. Like, it, it... he isn't a clown anymore. He isn't that guy with the Newton that doesn't know what he's doing. He's a guy that, you know, even more so than Steve Jobs, is not a computer guy. He's the business guy. Mm. And it's like, imagine what he could have enabled to... But that's that's the interesting thing is that Steve Jobs then becomes the Steve Jobs that does... And, and, and instead of, like, you know, a, a cube that does nothing and then however many years later the iMac... It's like you've got a, an iPhone that does some things and then an iPhone 2 that does even more things and then an iPhone 3 that does even... And, and, like, it's kind of like he learns by the end of his life how to, you know, satisfy both things of, of like, the actual technology as well as the... You have to actually sell it. Yeah. People have to actually pay for it. Yeah, I saw something the other day. It was something about, like, like now the iPhone sells, like, 70 million. First, yeah, like, and it's like back when we we're like a million units, and even when I was watching the film, I'm like, oh, a million, and that's like compared to today, where it's like that makes so much money. Like they, one of the highest, I think, either was or at one point, like the most valuable company in the world, biggest cash reserves of any, like it just has billions of dollars in cash. It just yeah. has it, just there, yeah. just oh, money, mm. just money in a bowl. Mm. I mean, not <laughs> literally, but. It makes Somewhere. me hungry for the money. And you don't eat money. Also, I think it's interesting that they've been in Cupertino the whole time. Uh, mm. I thought that's interesting in terms of... I don't know. I don't know much about it, but I just know that they like building. They keep building, like, the campus just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So, it's mm-hmm. interesting that even early on, they were, like, they had the campus and they would... But now I think they do their, their big announcements actually on the campus, whereas it seemed like a different venue every time in the movie. That makes sense. Um, I, w- I wonder if they were, that was actually filmed in the actual venues yeah. as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean... Whether they look the same as when they were, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe if they're venues that you can actually hire and they're reasonably priced, I can't imagine <laughs> why Danny you... Danny Boyle would have, yeah. yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, oh, the other thing, uh, so when Andy Herzl, is it Herzl? Uh, when he left and it's like, do you just, like, not want people to like you? And he's like, no, it's because I... Indifferent, and then Tony's like, "Well, in that case, I don't, I like, don't you. like you." Yeah, and then Steve Jobs, and it felt like a burden. I'm like, I'm still confused about it because he's like, "Oh, that's a pity," because I really liked you, and I'm like, "Is that a burn, or is Andy? Is that Andy being like, yeah, fuck you, I'm great, you're a dickhead." Yeah. Like it feels like a burn, but at the same time, you would walk away going, "Well, yeah, I'm likable. You're not like, yeah that that was really heartbreaking because it's like." Oh, that re- that moment really stuck with me too, um, mm. which is why I'm glad that you reminded me that it was in the movie. Um, <laughs> because it was like, um, there was something about, that's a perfect opportunity for, a st- for Steve Jobs to say like a lie, you know what I mean? And say, mm. well, screw you too, buddy. But that he is genuine and honest about, you know... I that I like I like you. I I I don't I can't remember if it was that I liked 
you, like past tense, or that I mm, like you, yeah, sure. like current tense. And whether like Andy would like walk out of the room and Steve Jobs would still like him, even after he's like, I hate you, Steve. Well, I mean, if he's actually being honest about being indifferent, it shouldn't change anything. That's like yeah, a thing. Exactly. It's like, well, actually, have you revealed that maybe you do care? You're just yeah. trying to pretend that you don't. Mm. Yeah, which is kind of, you, the movie ends, and it's like you can still read it both ways that that he is indifferent because he has that reality distortion feel, yeah, or that he, you know, because he he goes to the lengths that he does with his daughter. Yeah. Can I tell you something kind of funny? So lights come up, credits rolling, get out my phone, turn it on, and I'm like, oh, I just want to Google this thing. Go to my Safari on my iPhone, tap on the search bar, Safari crashes. Oh, that's weird. Open it up again. Tap it. Crashes. Try again. And my friend Antonio's like, well, just restart it. I'm like, yeah, I'll restart it. That fixes everything on there. So I did like a hard reset. Do it again. It crashes. And I'm like, this is ironic. <laughs> this would not happen if Steve Jobs was around. <laughs> Turns out it was a, a server issue. Uh, but um, I, yeah. I, I like the thing, and it's the thing that everyone knows about Steve Jobs. Hmm. Um. But I don't feel that you could do a Steve Jobs movie without touching on this thing, mm. which is that thing of like, and and it is that Andy character. It's like you threaten me, and he's all like, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 you threatened me. Yeah, yeah you threatened yeah, that, me like the voice. So that was you, such th- how like sorkety is that that dialogue of the someone says something. The what do you mean were thing or confusion and then like the clarification, like the yeah. extension of the not like you threatened me once when you did this, blah blah blah. It's the you threatened. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's that yeah. back and forth. It's like conversation is incremental. But as well it's like that someone can take so much hurt and, you know, stress and that that's such a violent kind of viola violate, kind of act. On their life to be threatened in such a way, and Steve Jobs is all like, "Did the did it speak? Did it say hello?" He's yeah. like, "Yes, it did." And he's like, "You're welcome." Yeah, and it's like that, and like you'll never see behind the curtain of that. You know what I mean? You'll yeah. never know if Steve Jobs feels like a dick ever for being a dick in that way, mm. or if he's like, "You are genuinely welcome." Like that's <laughs> how I do things. Yeah, that's how things get done. This photo is like, "Do you remember that?" I'm like, "I remember that. that happened like an hour ago." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's talking about a thing we've seen. Yeah. Uh, no, it's know. it's kinda of like you see the success of Steve Jobs and you it almost makes you want to be more demanding about things. It makes you want to say, I want the computer to say hello and yeah. I'm not leaving here until it does. But if everyone was like that, you know, just we'd all be assholes. Hey Siri. Say hello. Okay. Hello. I mean, it oh, works. Yeah, it works. You know, yeah. it works now. So. That is, and that's much friendlier than I. I love that he's like, computers have to be friendly because all the science fiction stories <laughs> have made people afraid of computers, which yeah. is so absolutely where we were at the time. Yeah. Like Terminator, it happened. <laughs> like Terminator yeah. is the big one. Yeah. Terminator, two thousand one. Yeah. I, no, yeah, two th- yeah, two thousand one is obviously the bigger. Well, they yeah, I yeah, think yeah, they yeah, reference yeah. it in the film. Now, like Steve Jobs at one point, like literally threatened Chris Ann, like like saying she he would kill her. Yes, right? like, yeah, that's, that's what happened. 
That's a, like a heavy. That's yeah. It does feel at like, odds with the lighter tone of everything else in the movie. I'm like, that must be a documented thing. Yeah, because that's like some full on shit. But also interesting because it's it's in the defense of it's so hard because like that that whole relationship you can't really fall down on either side. You feel bad for her, but then you hear all these bad things about like how Chris Hand is being a mother, and it's really interesting that you're like, I don't want to. Are you trying to draw me into like? As a viewer, judge Chris Ann. I don't want to do that. Like, judge her as a mother. Yeah. And then it's him trying to parent from afar. It's like, you can't do that. But he hears these things about her being a bad mother. I've, and you yeah. don't know how much that's distorted or not. And you're like, ah, I feel weird about this. Trying to decide who's the good guy in this. If anyone is. I mean, Lisa's fine. The, both of you are maybe both terrible parents. I, what I find interesting is that the first kind of interaction you have with her is that you hear all these terrible things from Steve's side and then you meet her mm. and she answers all of them. And she's got an answer like, yeah. for, like, for example, the algorithm kind of thing. And you accept the algorithm because you say Steve Jobs is a genius. And then she's all like, let's, let's logically question yeah. that you're saying that I slept with this amount of, of American males exactly nine months ago. Mm. And and you say, number one, she she is intelligent. Number two, like, Steve is spinning some, you know, it's not all facts from the Steve Jobs side <laughs> of things. But what I find very interesting is at the end of the movie, in the third act, she is completely absent. So everything that you hear about her oh, about yeah. she's sold the house and, you know, like you kind of get a sense of in the second act, there was something crazy that she, well, in inverted the commas, crazy. The cereal bowl or something, supposedly at Lisa, but actually she said oh. she threw it on the ground. Yeah, that, uh, that might have been even earlier. But I there was that's in the, the second, that's in the second bit. There was something where she spent a lot of money on a thing. And it was like a, you know, it, it's in the scale of things, it seems like a silly thing. And she's all like, you don't get to tell me how to spend my, and she oh, like stops cleaning herself. cleaning the house or doing the, bring out the the rubbish or something like that. Yeah, there was some, I, I, I think, think it's all in the same bit. Was yeah. it, was it something new agey though? Or it was like cleaning your chi or something like that. Oh. I I, I, thought, I I thought it was like it was like house. It might have been cleaning your house, and I just heard house the wrong <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, I feel like it was it was not spelled out for us. Yeah, though. but it was kind of like he was kind of questioning why does it cost that much money, and she's like it costs what it costs, kind of thing. And and like it, again, like you go through the argument, and at the end of the argument, he's like the money will be wired to you at the yeah, end of the yeah. day. So it's like it's nothing to him. It's so nothing. And and the daughter brings it up at the end of the movie. She's like, "You always have to make her beg, mm. you know, for this money." Um, but that she is absent in the last act. All of the things that you hear Steve Jobs say about her, she can't answer. Yeah. So it kind of does an interesting thing where it's like she the first act you see her answer it and she's got good answers for it the second act you see her answer it and she's stressed like she's not a perfect human being and she's maybe she's made certain budgetary choices and maybe in the future she'd make different ones but she's like you know she is who she is and Steve is who he is and Steve's a dick <laughs> bless his heart we know that yeah so you like there's there's kind of a to and froing, and then at the end of the like it's a tug of war of like you know who is the more sensible one here, who's the more sensible parent, 
and and you're kind of favoring her side of things because she's you're like she is a parent. She's actually showing up. Um, and then at the end of the movie, she's not on the end of the rope anymore. And Steve is like, I can take this rope, you know, tug of war style. I can take it wherever I want to go. So, but you know, and the daughter does kind of surrogate argue for her mother. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. She's the only character that doesn't turn up in the, yeah. in the third part. Uh, interesting. They cast, you know, three different actors for that role, for Lisa's role. Yeah. And they didn't just wait her out. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't um, uh, link later. It. I, uh, you know, it's interesting. I wouldn't have been able to sit here and tell you conclusively there were three different actresses. So I think That's they good. I think That's they cast them. well. Yeah, I, I was wondering whether they got a photo of like of actual real life Lisa, and then like went about it that way, or like how did they start to like. Like, who do they start with to go, okay, the other two have to look like this person? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm with like, you. Like, we'll make them look like real life, so whoever they just have to look like real life, Lisa, at those... Yeah. Difficult. Well, yeah. Th- well played, though. Uh, Snook, just Snook. Just some Snook. Oh, just the Father second... Snook. Oh, I love anything. It's it's like, she's like a female Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> yeah. The second you, like, it's like you're sitting down to dinner and you're eating your dinner and you're like, mm, I don't know, I guess it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it just needs a little, needs a little something. And the waiter comes by and is all like, some snook? <laughs> yes, please. I didn't know you had snook here. It's like a little bit of snook. And I, I, oh, I'll say when. Keep coming. Keep I, coming. I, keep coming. I love the punchline of like, she's there at the start. She's there later on. And it's like, what was better about this time? And she's all like, I did the exit signs like you asked me to. <laughs> it's 30 years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which yeah. is, that was her arc. Yeah, it was a good arc. It was, a good it, arc. it was an interesting arc because it's kind of like, you know, at the start of the movie, you feel really uncomfortable about the exit signs being turned off mm. in such a clear violation of a safety, you know, protocol. And by the end of the movie, it's like, you don't feel as bad about I don't know what it means. That, and maybe I'm the only one that had this yeah. this reaction as an audience member. But I was okay with the exit signs being turned off in a way that I wasn't at the start of the movie. And that it becomes such a surprise to Steve. Like, Steve isn't demanding it anymore. Like, at the start of the movie, he's like, I want it done and don't tell me how you did it. And at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, you did it? Oh, that's great. Like, he wasn't even expecting it to be done. (laughs) And it just made me happy. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Well, it made me say, maybe we could go back to, like, fire hazard protocol and maybe we can rewrite that. If the laws aren't working for us, Paul, let's change the laws. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> a uh, computer's not a painting. Yeah. It, it isn't? What is that in reference to? That's a line? <laughs> yeah, you were meant to say fuck you back at me. Oh, okay. Okay. Say, say it again. Say it again. Yeah. Well, you know. You know what they say. Computer's not a Fuck you! It's <laughs> been our movie autopsy of Steve Jobs. Uh, you can tweet at us at Movie Autopsy on Twitter or also on Facebook. Look us up there. Do the like thing. Subscribe on iTunes or, you know, well, iTunes. Yeah. Or your non-Apple device. Ex- well, exactly. Because um, your open 
not closed system device that you listen to podcasts on. Yeah, with your choice. <laughs> and your, and your cust- slots, all your yeah, slots. All your customizability. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, d- definitely subscribe. I understand that subscribing does good things for our podcast. <laughs> it does, does good things for you. It, well, it does good things for you. And and but as well, like if you're if you're listening to this, yeah. you know what I mean. There are some people who are listening to the start of the podcast and saying, "I don't know, maybe I'm going to go, you know, listen to some terrible, terrible podcasts <laughs> instead." But if you've Weird gotten, choice, but okay, if you've got, yeah, well, you know, that's their taste. I won't knock that's them. That's their choice. If, if you've See, gotten, customers don't know what they want. Exactly. If you've gotten this far in this podcast, <laughs> yeah. it's probably subscribe time. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying... You can live your life not subscribing to things, yeah. but why wouldn't you? Yeah. You're allowed to. We are fine with it. Hey, listener, you know what you want? You want this podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> Did I do good, Steve Jobs? Did I? <laughs> Spirit of, I'm not going to go anywhere until you... Anyway, that's 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 my five cents. I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. See you next time. See you then. Bye.